Welcome to After All, the cross-generational podcast dedicated to discovering and rediscovering the social, political, and personal impact of The Mary Tyler Moore Show. I'm one of your hosts, Ariel Fisher. And I'm Sylvia McCon. Welcome to the show, guys. This week, we are looking at episode 18. We're getting along. We're we almost there. Uh, second story story. Mary's apartment is burglarized twice. Oh uh, the episode was directed by Jay Sandrich and written by Steve Pritzker. So, yeah. So Mary gets robbed. No, burglarized. That's it. And there is a distinction. And she's made very uh, aware of that distinction very by aware. the very friendly police officers who, slash detective wannabes who yeah. come to her rescue twice. Who feel very much like they're doing their best, you know, who's on first pretty much there's a few moments they're, it's, they're very sticky they are they are very sticky but uh so I, I looked it up while we were watching just to uh to clarify so technically a robbery is the action of robbing a person or place whereas a burglary is entry into a building illegally with intent to commit a crime especially theft so okay. i so it's t- so yes. yes technically she was burglarized burglarized there she was forced move. entry into a place um, Which apparently is very easy to do in her apartment, according to Phyllis. Of course, she could do it with a nail file. <laughs> it's 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 a very it's a really quick episode. Everything yeah. happens really fast, um, and it's and it's like we haven't really talked much on, uh, so far about every now and then we'll like say something quick about Mary's wardrobe, but we don't really talk about her clothes. And she has a fabulous wardrobe. She has a fabulous oh my wardrobe. She has an amazing wardrobe. How does she do it? And it's all stolen. Yes. That's like the one yes. thing that they target. Her closet is empty. Her drawers are empty. And then they come back and her drawers are gone, as is her couch and her table and everything else. Except for her... Except for her lamp. Her lamp. No, her her lamp and her couch. Yes, her lamp and her couch. Behind. Everything well, else. one couch. Because she had two couches, does didn't she? Does she have two couches? I yeah. don't remember. Yes, she has I guess two she couches. Does. She, she has, has the couches. one normal couch and then she has the bed couch. Gotcha. Because, you know, you got to have something to sleep on. But... And apparently, but her fabulous wardrobe is gone. It is gone. It has been stolen, and Mary, uh, Phyllis, and Rhoda are competing over who's going to loan her something to wear to pick up her aunt, who we never meet, and all of that fun stuff. And it's just so it, kind it's, of it's sticky. It's it's kind of slapsticky, but you know, cute. But at the same time, you do kind of get um, a bit of a sense of what happens when something like this happens. Like she's talking about how she hasn't slept more than two hours in a few nights Mm. and how she's feeling paranoid and all of those things. And those are all very real. Absolutely. Things. Yes. And we, we know something. Yeah. Yeah. We know something about burglary. We had, well, you remember, um, our house was broken into Mm -hmm. while, 
You were away. Yes, we you... were. Derek and I were with Dad was in Muskoka. That's right, because yeah. it was summertime. It was like in August, and I was at work, and I came home from work, and I noticed that the I, I noticed a couple of things before I actually walked into the house, and you kind of go, hmm, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that the outside lights were on. Oh. And I hadn't left the outside lights on because why would I? It's in the middle of the day and there's no need. And then I came in through the garage and I came into the mud room slash laundry room mm-hmm. and I noticed there was like a tube sock, like a, a white man's tube sock hanging inside the garage, like on hooks inside the garage where I would normally hang out my purse. And I thought, that's weird. Why would that be there? It was only in retrospect that I realized that they grabbed that to use as a glove to not leave fingerprints on the stuff that they stole. But it was only in retrospect that I realized that that was going on. And I walked into the the, um, living room area and we had a a wall unit with drawers and the drawers were all out. They had been taken out, left on the the floor. Is that the big black wall unit? No. It was was like wood (laughs) with white uh with the white fronted drawers with a little black mm-hmm. door handles yeah the drawers were all out of the wall unit and mm-hmm. all upturned and stuff was taken out of them there's papers and stuff there wasn't anything particularly valuable there and then i went upstairs and i realized that they had emptied the drawers in my dresser in the bedroom where mm-hmm. i had where i had all my jewelry and Again, I realized only afterwards that they had taken my duffel bag that was in my walk-in closet to dump everything in and to take stuff out. So it's interesting. It's and it's interesting in in Mary's case how she does that realization that that feeling of dread as she goes along. It's that oh, it's not only my clothes; it's my TV, and yeah. oh, it's not only my TV; it's, it's my, my re- stereo. Yeah, like oh, well, at least they didn't take your records. That's true, but, but they, they took, took my the record stereo. Player. Yeah, yeah. So there's that sense of oh my god, someone's been here and they've rifled through all my stuff and they've taken my stuff and, and I'm touched st- my stuff with their they, hairy arms. Yeah, with the hairy arms. I don't know what's with the hairy arm business. Apparently, burglars have hairy arms. I guess so. I don't know. I <laughs> wouldn't know. But uh, yeah, it's 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 very disconcerting, and you and you do feel like I can't sleep in this house. This is too weird because, what if they break in again? Did you? So you felt that way after that happened? Because you were you were like Joanne. Yeah, Joanne wasn't there at this point. No, I was I was home alone. Did I feel? I felt I wasn't scared as much as I I was angry and violated and it's like this is my stuff you have no right to take my stuff yeah i've either bought it or inherited it or earned it or received it as gifts it has real monetary value and and real sentimental value it has both and for whatever reason i had a a real good sense of i i remembered what all i had because the insurance company then later asked me to um, itemize the things that were missing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was able to do that really well, even my costume jewelry. And I thought, now in retrospect, I'm like, wow, that's really good that you could do that. Yeah. Because well, you're a, detail, you're a detail-oriented person. Yeah, but ask me now, and I'm not sure I could. Well, yeah, but it's been how many years since then? Oh, 20 at least. Give or take. Yeah. I know. Really? Was it that long ago? Yes. Oh, my God, I was 10. No. Couldn't be. 20 because years ago? We've been living... 
at our current address, it's going to be 13 years. So, so I yes. was, uh, then at most I was 10 years old. If it was when, 20 years ago? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, it's weird. That's really weird. Yeah. I felt like I was like 13 or something when it happened. Well. Probably not. No, you were younger. I was younger. You were younger. Whoa. So there you are. Because, yeah, I remember we were away and we had literally just come home. Yeah. And as we got home to dad's apartment, you called. And I said, and it was like immediately after. Yeah. And I, and I, I'm pretty sure I know who did it. Yeah. I remember that being a thing. There were guys working on the neighbor's house or something. Yes. There were guys working in the neighbor's house and I was gone during the day, of course. And, um, I, we didn't have an alarm in that house. Yeah. And, uh, I'm pretty sure they got in through the side window that was not very, um, secure. No. So. Well, yeah, because I remember it was after that that we were told get put <laughs> well put a bar put a bar put a bar like on, just get a trap yeah like just yeah. get a thing of like a, a, a block of wood or something or a long piece of dowling yeah and just put it behind like wedge it in between the empty right, space between the door or the window yeah. and even just get a sticker for alarm for an alarm company and put that even in your if, window even if it's not legit exactly or yeah. get a dog yeah. or anything like that like i remember that really changing how we went about yeah things. and it's and it's sad that you have to do that yeah like you shouldn't have to do that but no. you kind of do yeah and it's and it's interesting the focus so one of my neighbors there the 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 husband is in the business of uh installing alarm systems so their house is very alarmed like oh. very yeah which neighbor is this it's one of the neighbors around the corner oh, okay but um but it's it's interesting you focus on whatever is your area of expertise and your business yeah. like we always think of terrible diseases because that's the business we're in yep and and you, you know, speak of movies because that's the business, business you're in exactly uh so if you're in the alarm business then it's like oh well you totally should have known and this is what you should be doing and this is the, the and, thing and that these you are people have who and... will set their alarm their alarm system all the time the, oh, yeah. you know as soon as you walk out of the house all the time you set your alarm system. and it's correct like that that is the right way of doing it mm-hmm. the rest of us mere mortals are not so diligent. well that's well that's the way dad is now like is they set the alarm before they go to bed Really? Yep. And they Good set the them. alarm every time they leave the house. Like clockwork. And it's, but it's, it's hilarious to me because I don't think there has been a burglary in that particular, in that neighborhood, neighborhood in, in, in Orleans, Ontario, in like ever. It's literally like <laughs> the most wholesome neighborhood. No, granted, that's like the last place you ever expect anything <clears throat> like that to happen. But... But it happens. But it happens. Well, we had, I don't know if you recall, not that we live there, but mm-hmm. we live in Richmond Hill, but we had um, the car stolen from our driveway. Do you remember oh. this? Oh. Yes. Wait, when was this? You were living in the house still. And this was at the current house? Correct. It was Carrie's car. Didn't he, did he leave his keys in the car or something? Mm, well, did they wind or, up getting the car back? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the car was retrieved. It was on its way to overseas for right to be to be sold i forgot about that yeah so these things happen and we we're still not sure whether the keys the second set of keys that went missing if you like forgot to lock the door and there were keys in the car and there were keys in the car so that's possible (laughs) or they were in the house at the front door and the door was on the hallway table 
the door to the house was unlocked, the keys were taken, and then a day or two later, the car disappeared, the car was gone, you were out, and you came home early that morning and asked, and I don't know who you were with, some other personage. And you came in, it was early in the morning, and we were all like getting ready to go to work or whatever, and you said, here's Carrie's car. I went, because Carrie was there? Yeah, he was in the house. We were all in, like, we were in the house getting okay. ready to go to work. Yeah, I vaguely do remember <clears throat> this. I must have been in high school or something then. Or no, was it later? I don't remember. Mm. Uh, no, it was later than in high school. Okay. It was, you and I had gone to New York, and then we came home. Carrie picked us up at Was Porter. this before we went to, No. Not before we went to Argentina. No. This was an earlier trip. No, yeah, it was before we went to Argentina. Okay. We went to, because we flew Porter, we went to New York, we had a lovely time. Right. We came back, he picked us up at the airport, and he said, I can't find my second set of keys. Right. And then several days later, car disappears off driveway. Right. Police come to the house, they do a whole, you know, debriefing, just like they did in the show. And then about a week later, the car appears in a storage unit. Being about to be shipped. About to be shipped. Ha. It was one of those cars that I guess are um, coveted Mm -hmm. overseas. That's, wow, I almost, I completely forgot about that. That didn't occur to me at all. Yeah. And like, of course, while we're watching the episode, I'm thinking of the time that my house in university was robbed. And that was, thankfully, it was during the summer. Uh, was it during I, the summer? It was during, during the summer. It wasn't during Christmas when people were away. Or was it during Christmas? No, I feel like it was during the summer, I think. Because I definitely, people were away, but it was, yeah, no, it was in the summer. Okay. And I think Jeremy was there because he was doing summer school, or he was wor- he was living in Hamilton and working outside and of Hamilton. what were you doing? I was at home. Okay. Like, so at home, home. Yeah, home, I was here in, in the GTA. Right. And, uh... A couple of, one or two people were living at the house at the time and they were all out. And I got a call from Jeremy being like, the I think it the was from Jeremy or it might have been from Chris that the, that the house was broken into. Mm. And unf- yeah, it was my first year living In there because Jeremy was on the main floor. That was okay. why. Yeah. So Jocelyn right. was still living with us. Jeremy, one of my roommates at the time, was living because the the it was a an older house that had there were seven of us living there. So myself and was, my friend Chris, it was quite the house. It was quite the house. It was quite the house. We were known as the art house on campus because ninety percent of my roommates were all in fine arts. Uh, so there were interesting paintings on the walls. Interesting paintings on the walls. Yes. There was a series of portraits of like Tupac and Biggie for some reason, and we had Man Tracker. I don't know why. That, I can't remember why that was a thing, but they were like obsessed with him. But, uh, so we were, yeah, I got the call and Jeremy was living on, his room was at the front of the house right next to the front porch. So his was the first one hit and the hardest hit. And they took his guitar, his amp, Mm. a bunch of his DVDs. He had the full collection of like Monty Python's Flying Circus and they took that and that was a gift from his brother and like a bunch of stuff and they went upstairs and they took some stuff from other people. I don't know if they got all the way upstairs. That was where my friend Mike was and he had a guitar, a couple of guitars and an amp as well. They were all, most of them were musicians but they did not touch the basement where all of my stuff was and all of Chris's stuff was and Chris had a big drum set and a guitar and an amp and I had like hundreds of movies movies and a TV and a PlayStation and like all that stuff, right? 
But I do remember that feeling like they broke in through the door. I think it was the back door and the glass was shattered or something. And they came all in of... through the bathroom window? <laughs> if only I'm it were sorry. as charming as a, as a Beatles song. <laughs> but, oh, no, you couldn't fit through the bathroom window. That one was tiny. I hated that bathroom. That bathroom sucked. Yeah. But you, I remember that feeling of violation. A like violation, I was, yeah. I was relieved that they hadn't thought to check the basement because right. it was like lower ceilings. Like it doesn't look like you'd have bedrooms there. Right. But I remember like Jeremy feeling particularly violated because yeah. he was hit the hardest. Vulnerable. Yeah. And and as in the show, uh, like in in the episode, mm-hmm. she gets burglarized twice, yeah. and uh, they jokingly say it it it. If the guy comes back, they're going to need the Salvation Army to come in and help her and bring coffee and donuts because there'll be nothing left. Yeah. And that idea that you're just because they break in once doesn't mean you're safe. Yeah. Because that they know how to get in. Because they, they know, know how where, to get in. They know what your schedule is. Yeah. They know that you're not there. Yeah. And like that's what happened with you is that they knew what your schedule is. Conceivably, sure. if it was who we think it was. Yeah. The dudes next door doing, they were doing some yard work or some, some very, very basic. They looked like very sort of. Not, not like a company that comes in, you know, like a, a legit bonded company. They look like a couple of dudes who were just doing, you know, day, day labor, not to diss on any day laborers, but who were just hired to do some very, very basic, low skill work. Yeah, and it's not, they didn't own their own company that they were trying. They were no. just doing random so work at it. So this was kind of opportunity knocking. Here's here's a house that sits empty during the day. Yeah. Here's a window that's easy to break into. Let's see what they got. Yeah, and they did. And for, you know, for, for time afterwards, I thought, I wonder if my jewelry is sitting in some hawk shop down the street kind yeah. of thing. But thankfully, some of, like, your more precious stuff like didn't you have your grandmother's wedding ring or something that was in a a safety deposit box i had my grandmother my grandmother had given me actually at the time when your father and i got married Mm -hmm. she had given me two watches and i don't know i guess that was her wedding gift i suppose and they were they were 18 karat gold they were very old Mm-hmm. They were like family from, heirlooms. Well, I wouldn't. I I don't know that they were family heirlooms. It, they weren't treated no in that so way. It's not like it was a ring or a necklace or something, right? Um, and they were, um, yeah. One had a, like a wide mesh bend, and the other one was smaller and narrower. But they were both gold, mm-hmm. and I didn't wear them because they. I think they weren't working. Like I think oh, they okay. weren't. They they were non-functioning watches oh, okay. that I didn't have the inclination or money to repair. Fair. Yeah. And I don't even know that they could be repaired because I think they were really quite old. But anyway, mm-hmm. I didn't have those in the house. But I because your father and I were already separated, I wasn't wearing my wedding or my engagement ring, so those were stolen. Oh, I thought those were in this. Oh, no. I I remembered. I distinctly remember Dad asking questions about the safety deposit box. And I feel like he might have asked if those were in the safety deposit right. box. And they but weren't. the answer was no. And the answer was no, and they weren't. So they got stolen. Shit. I know. So I had some very nice, good jewelry that was stolen. Mm-hmm. I had some very nice costume jewelry that was stolen mm-hmm. that I still liked. I, you know, I, I don't necessarily make the distinction to say, well, because it's valuable financially, like no. monetarily, it's more important than the stuff that I've had for 20 years and mm-hmm. I really, really like because I wear it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it all kind of went. And one of the interesting things, and I was talking to someone, uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, So the insurance covered 
a large portion of it mm -hmm. and at one point they basically said they said go go to this jewelry store and See. replace what you need to replace and I said I can't really do that because it's been years of accumulation of gifts and special occasions and things that I picked up in you know a, a vintage store or that sort of thing so it's hard to do one time let's just replace everything well yeah I mean it's the it's I guess to some extent it's kind of this misguided notion that comes from a consumerist yes, culture that you can just replace society. well yeah that it's just stuff yeah. and for for some people yes it is just stuff and in some in some instances it is just stuff yes but if in, you need pots and pans it's just stuff it's just stuff if you need a couch it's just stuff yeah but if you needed like god forbid they stole your reading chair my reading chair no, no they cannot do that and that's like there's this chair that we still have it's been recovered but it was in your part was it in argentina no no no, no, no. no. you got it, it was, in canada yeah in canada i think when we bought it it was already a second hand mm -hmm. uh chair it's a wing chair it's a very classic wing chair yeah and it was uh my teenage reading chair that i used to drape myself across mm -hmm. and it was in beautiful um, and i say that with a sarcastic tone in my voice mm -hmm. beautiful dark brown leatherette uh, yes. And uh, and then my parents had it when they moved out of that apartment, and then I moved and grow grew up. And you and, were given the chair. And no, I it, they was I wasn't it? given the chair, but we had bought my father a recliner <clears throat> some quite a number of years later when they were already living in their condo. Right. And everything was starting to look really crowded, and I said, "Oh, by the way, perhaps you want to get rid of that chair." So uh, I can take it off your hands. I can very easily take it off your hands, which I did. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after a time, I had it recovered in real leather. It's yeah. sort of cognac colored real leather. Yeah. So it's gorgeous. I love it. It's my favorite chair. And it's been your favorite chair since you were a teenager. Right. So like it has sentimental value. Exactly. If that were to be stolen, that's not something that you can just go and replace. It no. has sentimental value. No. Your wedding band and your engagement ring, despite the fact that you guys were separated, still had sentimental value. Yes. You may have gotten rid of it at some point, but or given it to me, or given right. it to Derek to give to some to give to his lady of choice, exactly, or something, right? Right. But that right. that option to do that to have that someone takes away that option and you, and yeah. you feel like it's not your right to take away that option from me. Yeah, and it's not yeah. your because it's not because it's not just stuff because it is so much more mm -hmm. when it when it really happens like in a sitcom when it's happening to you, it's, it's, it's it is just stuff. Yeah, and it's. It's inconvenience, and it's comedic, and it's it's you mm -hmm. know it's preying on the situation for a comedic moment. But when it happens to you in real life, it's it's your life that's been touched by strange hands. It's and your... by hands who uh, really don't care about you, and mm -hmm. don't care about your stuff. They care about cash. Yes, they care about hawking your stuff to get cash for whatever purpose they need. Mm -hmm. And I'm. You know, I don't think that people are inherently evil who do this. No. I think they're opportunists. Yes. And whether it's, you know, a drug addiction or poverty or whatever it is. Something systemic. Some, or, something or just, systemic or, or, you know. Or just shitty decisions. Yes. <laughs> yes. Whatever it is, it's, it, it, it sucks for them and it sucks for the victims. Yeah. It sucks all around. I was going to say just as a as a as a mm -hmm. side thing that I was talking to a neighbor 
uh, on our street. This was currently cur- currently on our street. Yeah. Whose house um, had a fire. Oh. And they were out of the fire. the The structure of the house didn't didn't get damaged, but the mm-hmm. interior had a lot of smoke damage. So the interior of the house had to literally be gutted. Oh, yeah. They were out of their house for a year. Oh my God. Yes. And um, and again, and she had the same kind of experience with the insurance company who said, go shopping. <coughs> and she said, I can't. I, I cannot replace 35 years worth of stuff just to fill my home yeah. because the insurance company says so. So they ended up settling for a sum of money instead, yeah. which is what most people do. Yeah. But it was interesting talking to her and having a similar experience for di- very different reasons. Now, granted, we've had that situation too. We have had, <laughs> we've had everything shy of pestilence and death of the firstborn. We've had... Locusts? We haven't had locusts, did we to have, be fair. Did it rain blood? No, but we did have a flood. Oh, yeah. You remember? Yeah, I course. tried to do a nice thing. You and yes. Carrie were at the cottage. Yes. I tried to do a nice thing and clean the car, and the pipes yes. had frozen and cracked during yes. the winter. And so I turn on the, the thing, and like, there's no water pressure coming out of the hose. And I'm like, why That's is this happening? Zone. I don't understand. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I came inside to check on something and hear what sounds like Niagara Falls coming out of our basement. And I go downstairs, and the wall has broken open. And the seven seas are coming into our basement. And, and I'm just and like... And there's Moses? And there's Moses, yes. <laughs> he was standing right in front of the wall just making sure that it cleared a path. And that it went directly towards all of the other things except him. It was... Yeah. But I, I freaked out. That, oh, yeah. I didn't know what I rem- to do. I remember, yeah. And yeah, then what? and we had... It was... It was summertime. When did we have the fire? Oh, that was before. That, that was before, before we moved in. So they were renovating the house because right. it needed to be gutted. And they were doing the basement and had, because there were really terrible lights that were completely not safe to be in like corkboard ceilings. They were, they were not, uh, they didn't have, um, I, I guess pot lights in ceilings have um, like, a like, heat. A, like a heat sensor that will automatically shut them off if mm-hmm. it gets too hot. And these ones didn't. Nope. And, and, they, and they were in cork. They were in, like, the previous tenants had that, put them up in that cork ceiling. Like that, 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 that particle, that, 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 that perforated ceiling tiles. Yeah. And there's nothing technically wrong with that. But what happened is that because of the renovation that was going yeah. on, on the, on the main floor, mm. there was sawdust or whatever that fell into the light housing. And because it didn't have the mechanism to shut to itself shut it off, off it, it, it caused a fire. And burnt up the ceiling and fell and burnt up the carpet. Yep. And thankfully, the contractors were there yep. in the basement working on stuff and caught it. So we've had... We've had fire, brimstone, you name it, yeah, everything. We've had it all. It's, yeah. Well, and yeah. with, what do you expect? We're Jews. <laughs> we know not but to <laughs> suffer, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but lo and behold, I mean, I guess everything works out in the end. I, all in all, this was a really fun episode I was kind of surprised at how quick and comedic everything was the I mean it's kind of funny at the beginning of the episode Mary comes into the office and Lou kind of hands her his cup and goes here can you like put this can you make me a drink and she kind of looks at him and goes not a bartender he can't make his own drink and it's like muttering kind of like muttering out of yeah. her voice yeah which kind of because as soon as he asked her to do it i have this exp- like this thing in my head of like really lou come on and then mary says what i'm thinking i'm like oh okay cool nice it's good to know we're on the same page mary yep. that's awesome here it is mr grant oh thanks fix me a drink will you can't fix his own drink i'm not a bartender <laughs> <laughs> what'd you say oh nothing nothing and 
but the 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 Tully was it Tully the detective? I think so. Something like that. Who um, who had his eyes on Mary? Who had his eyes on Mary? Yeah, Officer Larry Tully, and he. <laughs> It's a little inappropriate. One, it's kind of hilarious to the amount of times you still hear men referring to grown women as girls. As girls. I know it irks me. Oh, yeah. And he, they said it like three, four times oh, in yeah. this episode. Well, you girls have a lovely evening. And, oh, you're such nice girls. And it's like, yeah, one of them is married with a child. They're all she's professionals. A, she's a middle-aged woman. Yeah, yeah. let's Yeah, not... you stop calling a girl a girl when they're like 18. Yeah, I'd say so. They're I'd about, say that's about the cutoff yeah, age. A young woman, even just before then. And I can just call after. myself a girl. But nobody else can. Well, exactly. It's our choice. It's our choice. Because we don't call them boys. We don't say, what? you're such a nice boy. What do we say? You're such a nice guy? Yeah. Yeah, guy. So are Men we... have guy. Are Women... we gals? No. So what's the opposite of guy? We need to find a guy word. A female equivalent. A female equivalent of guy. Yeah. That is not offensive. It's not age-related. And it's not... And it's not political. Yeah. Like, it, not everything has to be political. No. So... I we, don't think such a thing exists, though. We need, to, we need to come up with one. It has to be a neologism. We should take back dames. Dame? Dame. You want to be a dame? But not like Dame Maggie Smith. No, no. A okay. dame. But like, like a, a dame. 1930s kind a of dame. A dame or a broad. Why not? <laughs> I take pride in being a dame. I ain't no lady. <laughs> no, I ain't no lady. I ain't, I ain't, no lady I ain't never ain't been no lady. a lady. No, no. We ain't never been no ladies. And I ain't about to be no lady. It's like when people come up to the table, ladies, how are we doing today? I don't know, but if I see them, I'll ask. Like, I, <laughs> it's, not, it's too formal. What are you I, doing? I, and, I, and I don't like being addressed as we because you are not me. So when, so when don't say said, we. So don't say we unless you come and sit at the table with us, which you're welcome to do. Trix is like leaning on me and nudging into my hands and desperate for attention right now. And I'm not sure why. So she interrupts our, she interrupts our frame apart recordings and now she's button in for after all but that was a a fun a episode fun episode gets very quippy it is hilarious when officer tully is when mary is fully robbed and like no longer has anything and rhoda's like mary you can come and stay with me get a good night's sleep and phyllis says or you know you can stay with me because they're kind of competing for who can help mary for the her most. attention because mary is the queen yeah and then officer tully kind of chimes in with or and I don't know. I couldn't see. I think it was see, Rhoda. I think it was Rhoda. Who kind of said, no, she can't. She, well, no, she, he just, she just says, don't go there. She just flat out interrupts him and says, no, don't go there. And he stops and like, okay. And kind of recognizes and they call him on it. And it's, it's pretty funny. Because as, as he was saying it, again, I had the exact same thought and then Rhoda spoke for me. I think it was Rhoda who spoke. I think so. Because she but does that. She does that. She's good that way. So that was Second Story Story. And next week, episode 19. So we have 24 episodes total in total in the season. We're getting there. We're at episode 19. We've got 25 episodes left, guys. Five weeks. Five weeks left until the end of the first season of After All. It's kind wow. of hard to think that that's... It's amazing how, they, how many episodes they made in a series in those days. Oh, yeah. Because that's unheard of in today's world. No, it's not. Really? 24 is pretty standard depending on the duration of the show and the nature of the show. That's true. Um, because this one is pretty... And this one is pretty low production value. Comparatively speaking, with some other with, stuff, yeah. With some other stuff. Yeah. You have two sets. Well, like... You have the work set and you have the home set. Yeah. 
pretty well, much. Well, like, I'm pretty sure, like, something like Friends, which is a kind of That's true. contemporary-ish equivalent, although I guess it's been done for years, uh, was, I want to say, 24 episodes a oh, season. Oh, I didn't realize that. It could have been 12. It's possible. I'm when not did, sure. When did Friends end? We'll have to find that out, too, because that could, that could have ended, like, 15 years ago. That could have, and I would be really disappointed... If that's the case. Because it makes you feel really old? A little bit. Miss almost 30 years old. Yay. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) By the time this goes live, I will already be 30. However, we are recording this on Sunday, January 7th. And as of Friday, January 12th, I will be 30 years old. I will be the same age as Mary, which is a little strange. And I might be entering a new path. Mm. that will fit with Mary's but once this is confirmed you guys will hear more about it so this is all again we've got a time travel thing kind of going on but season 10 it ended in 2004 so Mm, no that's crazy no yeah we're not gonna know 14 years I was close no I was close Uh -uh. time flies nope yes it does no you're 30 I don't (laughs) like it But they had, no, they had 24 episodes a season. Yep. Amazing. Which was pretty standard for that format, that general. uh, Was it it half hour? Yep. They were half hour. Half hour sitcoms. Half hour sitcoms. Typically you have 24 episodes a season. Then you get, you know, you're into different stuff now with Netflix producing their own shows. And even with Amazon Prime, like The Marvelous Miss Maisel, which I've finally watched, which ladies, gentlemen, anybody listening, if you have not yet watched The Marvelous Miss Maisel, and this is. Tonight, as we're recording, the Golden Globes will be happening, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure what they've won, but they've been nominated for a lot. She's been nominated for lead actress in a series. Uh, the series itself has been nominated for new, like, breakout series, or, or no, new uh, best television series, comedy, or musical. I, I don't know what else is nominated. I don't follow the Golden Globes very closely, but I do hope it wins. If you haven't watched The Marvelous Miss Maisel, please do. It's by Amy Sherman Palladino, who did Gilmore Girls... And it is, it's the result of what you get when you're allowed to do what you really want to do, uncumbered. It is intelligent, it is witty, it is strong and powerful. It is about a woman in the 60s, unbeholden to men, self-possessed, and doing amazing things. And she's vulgar as hell. And she's a comedian. And she's brilliant. And she's friends with Lenny Bruce. And it's amazing. It's great. Awesome. You, gotta, you gotta watch it. It's fantastic. But... Again, next week, for episode 19, to get back on topic, we will be looking at We Closed in Minneapolis. Frustrated playwright Murray has his play accepted by the Twin Cities Playhouse, and Ted and Mary join the cast. That's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. That's going to be interesting. Ted the actor. The episode will, like this week, also directed by Jay Sandrich, and written by Kenny Solms and Gail Parent. So that should be fun. Gail Parent. Do you know Gail Parent? Yes, I do. How do you know Gail Parent? We'll talk about that at the next episode. Oh, okay. We'll leave things for next week. And so thanks for tuning in, guys. If you aren't already aware, if you haven't been listening to the show, you can find us on various uh, podcasting platforms. But most importantly, you can find the show on iTunes. So please go to iTunes, hit uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Every little bit counts and makes us a little bit more visible to other people so more people can find the show. Share us with your mother, your sister, your partner, your brothers, your fathers, anybody that you think would enjoy the show. Uh, we, we like to think we're, we've got a little bit of something for everybody. And, of course, you can find us on all social media. So look for us on 
Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at After All, Cat, uh, After All Podcast. Sorry, guys, I mix it up with my other podcast. And you can email us if you have any feedback or comments or anything that you'd like us to talk about on the show with specific episodes at AfterAllPodcast at gmail.com. Now, of course, we are a Modern Superior podcast, so head on over to ModernSuperior.com and check out all the other wonderful shows that are there. Great programming available, including my other podcast with Robert Barrow, uh, A Frame Apart. Uh, great podcast that you might enjoy, as well as other shows like Changing Reels which explores the uh, kind of racial diversity behind and in front of the, ca- uh, the camera looking at feature length and short films. But that's it for us for this week, guys, and tune in next week. We'll see you then.